0: Final segment on Friday. You know what that means. It's time. It's time for the mailbag. Every Friday you uh, send in your questions. Mm -hmm. At Satyar Shah. We'll uh, send out a prompt via Twitter. Yes. And uh, you load up the replies with many questions. Like, why do the Blue Jays suck all of a sudden? (laughs)
1: I think that's the question you're asking. <laughs> and now George Springer is hurt. Season's over. Stun! Stun! May as well just <laughs> cancel
0: the next hundred games. What for,
1: sir? It's May 13th. <laughs> uh, did you know? Uh, Friday the
0: 13th. We we think of it as all oh, uh, right. This horrible, horrible thing. Right. Okay. I, I am.
1: Okay, okay. Just sidebar for a second. Yeah. I kept wondering, like, why is this guy talking about 13 so much today? He's like, are you, do you think 13's unlucky? It is not because of my love for Matt Sundin,
0: I'll tell you that much.
1: It just clicked to me right now. Okay. I knew that it was May 13th. Yep. It just clicked that it's Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th? Are you a big Friday the 13th guy, uh, no.
0: Eddie? I'm no.
2: just, it's another day in the calendar. Oh, mm. okay. Yeah. Sorry Same. for the rational response. Uh,
0: 13 is actually a very uh, happy number
2: for us Italians.
0: It uh, means mm. prosperity. So.
2: Oh, okay. Prosperity uh, began in about twenty-five minutes for you. Is that what you are saying?
0: Uh, yes, I am going to go straight to the Seven Eleven. Seven Eleven. No slushies like uh, the People Show. That's mm, it's for six-year-olds. Seven yes. Eleven. And uh, and grab a an Lotto Max ticket because oh. I am going to win.
2: I am going to share with everyone in the building right now. Yep, in this particular studio or control room.
0: I mean, it's Friday the Thirteenth. I am Italian. It's it's a lucky day. Bound to happen. <laughs> it, it's science. <laughs> If I was ever going to win the lottery, this would be the day.
2: I just need a million dollars, just saying. <laughs> I could buy a condo for that.
0: I'd take a half mil, you know. <laughs> Your standards could... are lower than mine. <laughs> yeah, Half a mil. I mean, a half a mil sounds good. I know. I mean, I, I could maybe put down a down payment, huh. you know. Depends on what you're buying. That's true. <laughs> In this economy? <laughs> this economy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mailbag Friday, your questions here for the show. Let's uh, start getting to them. Rob with this one. Rob Erickson coming in. Is Kuzmenko another Fabian Brunstrom, or is there something to his game in the KHL that makes one believe he has NHL top
1: six potential? Yeah, he's not Brunstrom. I don't think. Should be better than that. He's a cut above that. Yeah.
0: I, look, I'm going to be totally honest. I haven't watched a ton of Andre Kuzmenko outside of some mm-hmm. YouTube hype shows, which are always fun because they never show the bad.
1: No, it's just propaganda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like, look at all the great goals this guy's scoring. Look at how he skates. Yeah. I was just
2: watching the one clip of the Bruce Boudreaux Zoom star of the show, Chris Faber, the clip he posted. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs>
0: Straight from the golf course. Um, look, I, ha- I have my doubts, guys, coming over at 26 years old. And how impactful they're going to be. You know? Why weren't you here earlier if you're that great of a player?
1: Yeah. So Fair enough. But guys do develop later. There are guys who bloom later on as, as their careers go on. And he's a guy who has incrementally gotten better and now wants to take a chance at it. So he's totally worth it. I'm intrigued by it. I don't think he's a bust, though. Nor do I think you're looking at Panarin or, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Panera and uh, Kaprizov are just a cut above. Yeah, that's the uh, next level. Yannick Hansen played uh, against Kuzmenko in the KHL. Uh, Kuzmenko was on Cisco Moscow uh, when Yannick went to go play there, but was uh, traded before the season, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so Yannick didn't end up playing with him. But uh, he said something you probably want to hear in the first hour of the podcast. I'm not going to tell you all the details. you got to go and download it first. Sorry. Not sorry. Yeah. Uh, Also, subscribe and review. We do appreciate it. Um, All right. Next question. Will Kuzmenko be able to replace Miller's production on the Power Play next season? I believe this is Taj with his tongue firmly planted (laughs) in his cheek. Short answer, no. (laughs) That would be hard. Yeah. Yeah. JT Miller has been one of the best power play players in the league since coming to yeah.
1: Vancouver. Yeah, well, oh, and even before he came to Vancouver, his power play rates have been yeah. good for a while. Even his last year in Tampa, when he played on the power play, he did really well for the ice time he had on it. He's really good on the yeah. man advantage, and it should not be underestimated. Like he might be the best player. Like he may be the best power play specialist on the Canucks, and that's including Quinn Hughes. That says quite a bit about how good he is. It, uh, it's
0: going to be hard to re-
1: replace Miller's production. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, we also, um, we should stop trading away JT Miller, too, because uh, one thing we may have learned over the last 10 days, this management group is a little bit um, unpredictable. Yeah, man. So the JT one is so tough.
1: So tough.
0: Yeah. So tough. It's just, the biggest reason for it is you don't really see how the money is all going to work. And if there's going to be one player they cut bait with, it seems more likely J.T. Miller than Bo Horvat right it now. It comes down to money, exactly. Not a matter of, like, who would you rather? Um, because I think most people would say J.T. Miller is yeah. objectively the better player. That's it's fact, not opinion. But still, who is the more likely to move on? It does seem like J.T. And then I will be able to say, what the hell did you trade JT Miller for? (laughs) I don't know why it just rolls off the tongue. JT Miller and Jay Buna sound very much alike. I didn't know George Costanza was such (laughs) a big JT Miller fan and a big Canuck fan. Uh, You're going to walk up to Francesco (laughs) Aquilead? What the hell did you trade JT Miller for? Boom. (laughs) Terrific. In the Seinfeld episode, it was um, Jay Buhner. Jay Buner, not uh, JT Miller, obviously. Uh, all right, Trevor Anderson with the wild out and, and a huge cap crunch for next year. What could the Canucks maybe pry out of there for lesser costs, trade wise? That is from Trevor Anderson. Thank you for the question, Mister Anderson. Yeah,
1: I, I was just thinking about the Matrix.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night, movie night. You know what's what's oh, what's Matrix. on the docket? Have you seen the new Matrix? Uh, no, I have not. I saw it. I watched the first five minutes. I'm like, this is dumb.
1: <laughs> it feels really? like felt like a spoof. No, I mean, didn't take itself seriously. It was great. Yeah, I mean the whole thing is like fantasy. It's very John Wick. Yes, yes, it's good. It's I know, just I like
0: it. it's John Wick four, except it's the Matrix. Well, except for Matrix came before John Wick, so... I guess. Mean. But now Neo's got the beard, so... He looks more like John Wick. He's been John Wickified. <laughs> <laughs> no, Baba Yaga. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Boogeyman in Russian? Yes. Yeah. Baba Yaga. Uh, all right, uh, so Minnesota Wild. Um, the I obvious mean, one is is Kevin Fiala. He's going to get yeah. traded somewhere. I just don't see uh, again. Similar to JT Miller, it's not that they wouldn't want to keep him. I just don't know how the money is going to work. But they're not keeping any of their co- like they're not trading away any of their cost effective players, right? It's they're going to have to trade probably Fiala, and they'll probably have to move. I don't know. We've been trading Matt Dumba. It seems like for five years. So I I don't. I,
1: Yeah, I mean I don't know if it finally happens. I mean, mean, if you can't extend Dumba or find a way to extend Dumba, then you probably have to trade him. Yeah. And it gives you some flexibility with some of the young defensemen they have coming up. Um I don't know if there's a fit with trying to trade for a defenseman. Like unless we're talking about, you know, maybe getting a Jacob Middleton. But again, he plays a left side. Yeah. You know, for the role that he plays and they give up a second round pick to acquire him, so it's not going to be necessarily cheap. I don't see a fit on the back end. Canucks got to move out a
0: defender before they bring one in.
1: Yes, and I'm not sure there's anybody on that roster that you would want to bring in. I mean, I like Matt Dumba, but how do you trade for a guy who's 27 pending UFA? Yeah. Like, I mean, hey, I'd do a Dumba for a Meyer swap in a heartbeat, but there's no way Minnesota's doing that, yeah.
0: for instance. Um. Yeah, there's no way yeah. unless they're like, uh, we want more uh, cost certainty down the line, which those types of moves don't really make sense i.e. Brandon Saad for Artemi Panarin. <laughs> Ooh, that one didn't work out. Yikes. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Uh, all right. Next question. Kieran uh, Canuck Central for Mailbag Friday. Clay, speaking of Tyler Myers, potential Myers suitors, in my opinion, Pittsburgh, Dallas, Anaheim, Philly, Buffalo, Ooh. Columbus, all kinds make sense, especially if a fan is willing to take money back. Yeah.
1: Um, Buffalo, I mean, I would guess one of his no trade destinations would be Buffalo. Yeah. Um, but he did get drafted by that team there. So maybe, I don't know. I mean, I think his preferences to be as close to the West as possible to where he lives. Um, you know, as far as no trade list goes, I think Pittsburgh is a team that actually could make a lot of sense. There could be a bigger trade with Pittsburgh if you wanted to. Yeah. That would make sense. And you know, Berkey's a guy who's like Myers in the past. Mm. Just don't trade
0: Connor Garland, okay? Mm. He was one point back of J.T. Miller for five-on-five uh, five scoring.
1: Five-on-five five scoring.
0: Can you believe that?
1: It's crazy. What'd you trade Connor Garland for? <laughs> doesn't sound as good.
0: Doesn't doesn't ring off the tongue the same way. <laughs> Uh, Grouchy guy, would you be willing to give up the Canucks' first round, 15th overall pick, to offload OEL with no
1: salary retained? Uh, No. You're not at a point where you have to be trading away prime assets to get rid of a a top-four defenseman. I know he's paid a lot, but he's not as bad as people make him out to be. Two things can be true at the same time. I stole that from my
0: (laughs) co-host. The Canucks may be exploring what an Oliver ekman Larson deal would look like. But, at the same time, they really like the player. It's always going to come back down to the contract, but we heard from Rob Simpson in the first hour in his chat with Boudreaux, it was pretty clear that he's a big fan of mm-hmm. Oliver ekman Larson. Loves having that safety yep. net in case Quinn Hughes goes down with an injury. You still have a guy who can quarterback your top unit. Yeah, All of those types of things. Patrick Alvine has said it, you know, we feel really good about our left side mm-hmm. with Quinn Hughes and Oliver ekman Larson and really, what reason do we have so far to think that they've lied to us with anything that they've said? Because yeah. they've been really honest in everything that they've said about their team, so it's an understanding that the contract is going to be a problem through the future, but also something that they really like the player so they're not just going to give it them up and have to give up the 15th overall pick no and that
1: would be stupid honestly very well, grouchy guy yeah i think if you want to explore that that's in a few years like if that contract does become burdensome and yeah. then you really need the flexibility and you have to use an asset yes maybe at some point down the road maybe even look at a buyout yes yeah you're not there yet
0: also like one first round pick doesn't doesn't do it for somebody taking on $30 million of no, and, cold, and, hard cash. and
1: he's better than people making him out, out to be. And I yep. think next year, he's going to have an even better year. And if he gets close to 40 points and he plays even better next year, yeah, maybe not quite worth the money to some, but it's still fine. There might be a time where you have to make a tough decision with him. Yeah. It's a few years away, though.
0: Um, and as we've discussed in the in the past, if you're going to move OEL, it's probably more of a we're taking back an onerous contract. Yeah. Right? More than anything else. Uh, Appreciate the question. Uh, This one from Jay. What do NHL coaches do in the offseason for improvement? Players work on skills. Are coaches attending seminars, watching game video, etc.? They play a lot of golf, as you could tell from Bruce Boudreaux's uh, Zoom availability today. But... He was also honest about what he wants to work on, and that's uh, getting to know the analytics department mm-hmm. a little bit more. So if we're specific to Boudreaux, it is working on that side of the game. Math class is in session, Bruce. Yes. Get the uh, the Texas Instruments calculator out. I was weirdly specific. Make graphs. <laughs> it's like weirdly specific. Um the axis, y-axis, x-axis, Get your whatever. protractor out. Um, I was just going to go there. That was going to be my line. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know Bruce specifically in what he wants to do, but I look, coaches, they pore over video.
1: You oh, know. yeah. They go back and watch a lot of their own video. They watch other teams. And, and coaches meet a lot. There are a lot of uh, coach conferences in the offseason mm-hmm. where they get together and talk about coaching with other, other coaches, talk about trends and stuff like that. So uh, there are a lot of things that coaches can do. It's just a lot different from what players do when they work on their physical fitness. Yeah. Uh, this one from Zayla, uh, tapping
0: into... Uh, Elliott Friedman trading Connor McDavid to the Canucks earlier today. Oh, terrific. How will McDavid fit into the lineup? Who plays with him? <laughs> Here's the problem, Sat. You might have to move Elias <laughs> Petterson to the wing. Whoa! And, and you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of that, okay? So I don't know. A <laughs> like 97 on the Canucks. Plus, is he really a playoff performer? I don't know. The Oilers can't get past the first round. So,
2: How does that affect Elias Pettersson on the power play?
1: <laughs> yes. Can you you even use him on Power Play 1? I mean, with JT Miller there, I mean, that's Power Play 2.
2: How does that affect Quinn Hughes as the drop-back guy on the zone entry? Is he going to be okay with that?
0: Can he kill penalties? Yes. Big question. Big Q. (laughs) Big Q. Can he really be the guy that unlocks Nils (laughs) Hoaglander?
1: Click the link for more.
0: (laughs) Listen to hour one of the podcast where we... uh, (laughs) No, we didn't actually discuss that. <laughs> no, we did not. Uh, let's get to some non-Connects questions here before we uh, send you off to the Vancouver Giants and Kamloops Blazers. Giants trying to fend off elimination. Gary Nolan. Will Henderson in the sixth role have a big mm-hmm. impact against the injured Conte tomorrow?
1: Um, He is referring to the Liverpool-Chelsea FA club FA. The uh, FA Cup, Cup final. final. FA Cup final. That's
0: is... going to be up early in the morning with his espresso, uh, watching his Chelsea blues.
1: 8.45 kickoff, mm-hmm. so I'm excited for that tomorrow morning. Um, I'm more worried about Mateo Kovacic mm. and the injury he suffered against Leeds because he's yeah. been terrific in the midfield for them, and it doesn't look like he's going to be good to go. I can live with Conte and Jorginho. Yep. Um, I'm curious to see if Lukaku... Gets a start. He scored three goals in his last two matches. So I'm I'm curious to see if uh, Tuchel goes with the beleaguered striker. He's finally uh, figured it out with his Chelsea Blues again, hey? Seems like it's short term. Man, he was
0: fire last year with Inter. Mm Mm-hmm. But, (sighs) I digress. Yeah. Bad bad memories.
1: Now Conte is in Tottenham, and Arsenal might might, uh, might bottle it here. (laughs) (laughs) I saw this... uh,
0: Talk about conspiracy theories. It's the mailbag, so anything's game. Okay, saw this TikTok the other day. Mm. It's uh, two blokes talking about Liverpool.
1: Oh, I thought you said TikTok. I thought he said, Eddie
0: Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of that. <laughs> but they're talking about Liverpool, and one of them brings up, did you know that 65% of the Liverpool squad is asthmatic? Are they really, though? Yeah. But are they really, though? I mean, I don't know. Because if you're asthmatic, you can take certain drugs, which enhance performance. Yes. And you are allowed to, Mm -hmm. by rule, because you are asthmatic. So why does Liverpool have more asthmatic players than anybody else? Yeah. This is like next-level analytics, bro. You know? Now we're really thinking about this. (laughs) Analytics. (laughs)
1: Analytics. See? This is like galaxy brain stuff. I mean, there's a few different avenues you can take this, but one way of looking at it is... They're they're falsifying and saying these guys have <laughs> asthma to give them performance enhancing yes. um, uh, substances, or they're targeting asthmatic players for the yes. added benefit of having it. If it's if it's the latter, that's just good management. And you know I'm what? Just, I hate it. Like the reason this
0: is like crazy is because Liverpool plays one of the most rugged and like they press so they much. press so much. They they run more than like yeah. any other team. So, is, is the dumb way of putting it. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they run a lot. They run a lot. And they play, like Klopp doesn't switch up the squad that much, right? Yeah, he's so got like 13 guys. He to runs through, like yeah. 13, 14 guys twice a week, nonstop. Something's going on there. Anyways. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm here for, so it, see, it's just a benefit for me because if Chelsea loses, I'm going to call them cheaters. If yeah. they win, they beat cheaters. <laughs>
0: Uh, Andy wants to know, Sad, are you cheering for Canada or Iran? Oh in
1: June? man, I got my tickets this morning. Oh, very nice. So uh, I'm jealous. I, I am. I am hyped. I am hyped.
0: So are you cheering for Canada or Iran?
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> stop <laughs> avoiding the question. What are you, the Canucks' general manager? What's going uh-huh. on? Here? <laughs> well, you know, this might be a game time decision. Sad's
0: <laughs> prepping for his future in uh-huh. politics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll plead the 5th you you'll see what kit I wear when I show up on uh, on Sunday. And I'll i I mean it's a friendly yeah, but I'll I'll probably be cheering for Iran mostly to be honest. I mean that, that's the that's the 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 I mean Iran and Sweden are the soccer nations that I've watched since I was a kid in the eighties. Yep, in World Cups mm-hmm. and you know so many memories from being a kid and watching them and going back to watching Iran beat the U.S. in '98 in 98 and France and the showings they've had in the World Cup, and of course Sweden making his run and uh, winning a bronze medal back in 94. So, to be honest, a lot of my loyalties and emotions are really tied there. Man, did I buy into Canada and everything going on, and, 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 and am I cheering for them super strong? I am. If I had to choose one, though, it probably would still be wrong, because those roots, they just go back really, really far.
0: Uh, as a friendly match... Um you know, I, I, I'm allowed to say this, but um, Sardar Asmoon is going to be one heck of a oh. player to be able to watch live.
1: Dude, so, he is incredible. Uh,
0: so that is part of the excitement for that match. Um, I think tickets go on sale to the general public tomorrow, but uh, they're going to go quick, as we saw with the pre-sale today. Discount Dracula, are there any good frozen pizza options out there?
1: Oh, yeah. I got to say, um, you know what's underrated, frozen pizza? Doctor Otger Casa di Mama. Ah, Casa di Mama. They're not bad. I mean, listen. Nothing beats authentic pizza. Yes. Nothing beats going somewhere for great pizza. Nothing beats making great pizza. Yes. If you're in a pinch. Um I'd rather have Casa di Mama
0: than some of the mm. like places that claim to be pizza around
1: town. Some slice places? Yeah. hmm. So yeah, there are some really, really good ones. Not mm-hmm. to besmirch all of them. Of
0: no, course. not to besmirch all of
1: them. But yes, you're right. But there are times that I'm like, I prefer this three dollar pizza. Than but the other. for
2: the convenience, like you say, load up on like a few pizzas, stock up your freezer. Yeah. On three fifty four dollar frozen pizzas, That's yeah, a good and, bargain.
1: And the cost of the mamas are good. They're kind of thin too. They're not like overwhelming. They're just you know they're crisp. They're crisp up the crust a little yeah, bit. Yeah, exactly.
0: I'm old enough to remember those would go on sale and they'd be like a buck.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, they go on sale now and they're like two ninety seven. Yeah. Inflation, baby. Yes, it's like three bucks.
0: I haven't seen them at two ninety
1: seven in a while. Anyways,
0: uh, all right, is that it? That's uh, that's all the time we have. So, so okay. Um, there's some controversy. Controversy. What are we, what are we going to next? Uh, the Vancouver Giants. I said we were going to the Calgary Flames and Dallas Stars. I lied to you earlier. You can never trust me ever again. No. What kind of You're fake, fake news? What yeah. kind of fake journalist am I? I'm not a journalist. Your standards are so low. <laughs> uh, we're going to the uh, we're going to Kamloops, the Vancouver Giants, and the Kamloops Blazers game five of the series. Giants going up against elimination after a hard fought loss last night. You'll hear it tonight on Sportsnet 650, your home of the Giants. That is coming up for producer Eddie Gregory and Josh Elliott-Wolf, my co-host Satyar Shah. I'm Dan Riccio. May you have yourselves a lovely weekend here on SportsNet 650.